Hey everybody, this is Julia Ann, and you're listening to Tanya Tate Presents MILFs Making Money. This is Tanya Tate. MILFs Making Money. Hello to all you wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is MILF's Making Money. On today's show, are you following the no complaining rule? Today's guest is adult industry legend and Hall of Famer Julia Ann. We are discussing changes in your appearance and reinventing your body. But I have a birthday coming up. Yes. (laughs) Happens to us all once a year. And I'm very, very excited about my birthday coming up. I'm planning a nice little trip to Vegas. So I'll let you know about that when I get back. And I'm just looking forward to having some downtime, a little bit of a spa, catching up with some of my friends it's really nice, you know, to be able to celebrate your birthday with the people that you really want to spend it with. But there's always someone, isn't there, that you're missing. It's like, for me, I live in Los Angeles, but my family live in the UK. So I'm always like missing my family and I'm always thinking, oh, I'll get to them soon. So it is, it's like having that circle of people around you But sometimes friends are like family as well. And I always say, fill that circle, whether it's a small circle or a little bit bigger. If you can't fill it with family, then fill it with friends. Sometimes birthday celebrations don't even have to be something big. It can be something as simple as a meal, home cooking, spending time, taking time out from work having some relaxing time, having a little bit of downtime or just appreciate the simple things that you have in life. You know, for me, I wake up every day. I've got a roof over my head. I can be warm or cold when I want. I can eat when I want. I can eat what I want because I don't have any problems being able to access healthy food. There's people that are not waking up in their own bed that are Scared to sleep, scared that they might not wake up. Just appreciate everything. It's nice, isn't it, to just have friends. And having this podcast, it really helps me connect a little bit more to some of my friends. I love it because I can reach out to the people that I am friendly with and I can say, you know what, I'd really love for you to come on my podcast as a guest. And I've got some amazing people that have been on the podcast 
I've got an amazing person coming up today as well. Julia Ann. She is beautiful. I mean, I've met Julia Ann many, many years ago and we got to be in some scenes together. She got to do my makeup. We got to be on a scene together and then on a set other times where she's in one scene and I'm in the other scene. It's nice that I can get to work with her again. I did shoot some clips with her, some like clips where it's kind of me and Julia Ann and we're talking to the camera and we're talking to you, that person that's sitting there, that's watching. And we did some clips for our premium social media. So that was really nice to get to see her again. And when I was there shooting with her, she said, Tanya, she said, I'm getting my breast redone. She's going to be having some changes to her breasts. And I was like, I'd love to hear about it. And I do later on in this podcast, I do have my beautiful friend, Julia Ann, coming. She's going to be talking to us. But there are just friends, like, I like knowing people, sharing thoughts, sharing tips, sharing ideas, and sharing support. For me, having Julia Ann come on and talk about her breasts, and for me, having my breast surgery, my breast surgery wasn't simple. It wasn't, here's your boobs and be done with it. You know, I had a few different setbacks, and I've got the chronic Lyme disease, so it makes healing on my body longer. I had the issues where I had to go back in and have some part of it, a little part stitched where it wasn't fully healing. There were just changes that in the breasts that I'm still learning to love my new boobs. And you know what? Just sitting down and talking to somebody else about their boobs, I know I'm going to be inspired. I'm very, very excited. But there are other friends that I've been meeting up with as well. I'm really good friends with Diamond Dallas Page and his wife, Page. Because she's now Page, Page, Page. <laughs> very, very beautiful cu- couple. They really are. And it's really nice, you know, they get to come to LA and sometimes they've invited me to meet, to meet up with them. And I did just go back again and meet up with Dallas and Paige and they're just a wonderful couple. I wanted to sit down. I wanted to hear their story. I heard their love story. I heard the story about the wedding, how it was all planned without Paige knowing. It just such a nice story and they're they are soulmates. You you can just tell. I I I just love sitting down with really positive people. Just the words and the inspiration and all the positivity that comes along with it. DDP yoga, that's the yoga that Diamond Dallas Page teaches. He invited me to do a workout with him and Page. He's aged in his 60s. I'm sure he said he was 66. He is still going strong, doing those workouts. And it just shows you, you know, no matter what kind of health issues you're having, no matter what age, it doesn't matter. You can still keep working out 
and you can still keep pushing yourself. I love it that I, I did the workout and, you know, I've got Paige and, and Dallas and they're both giving me hints to reposition my body and to improve the, the positioning, adjust it slightly. Well, he said afterwards, he said, he said, I, that was a really like intense workout. And he said, and I kept pushing you to see how far you could go. And he said, since the last time that we did the workout, I, he could see the improvements. And I do his app, his DDP yoga app. And I'm said, I'm on the beginners. He's like, nope, you're not beginners. <laughs> and he, he went onto the app and he showed me how to kind of pick some of the, the other workouts. And he, he favorited some of the workouts for me that I can use. So I love this. It's like seeing that there is a progression. It's knowing that I can do it. And sometimes it just takes people to remind me that I'm a strong person. And when I have something in my mind, I'm going to get there. So I've had health issues, but these issues, you know, I'm working on stretching, I'm working on strengthening, I'm working on finding solutions for the health concerns. So rather than complaining about the health, complaining my legs don't stretch that much, complaining I've got pains in my legs when I'm stressed out, I'm focusing more on the well, what can I do to help my legs strengthen? What can I do to push myself? What can I do to stretch myself more? DDP just puts things into perspective. He was telling me the stories about how he's inspired other people to change their lives. These are people that are being, at some point, complaining they don't want to be in a certain place. They don't want to be a certain way. And DDP taking them aside and coming up with these ideas and suggestions and it's the solutions if you don't like something about yourself you don't like something about your life or your health no matter what your age your weight your health level you can do it and you can change it and you can change it now I I just I just surround myself with people that inspire me another person that I love to be inspired by is John Gordon and I do follow him on Twitter and Instagram and I, and I love his little daily post that he put up it's like I feel like the universe is out there it's going to inspire me and I inspire you and sometimes I think to myself oh, am I cheating am I cheating because I'm looking and I'm thinking well, what are they talking about now and I'm like yeah that really resonates with me today but John Gordon himself gets inspired by other people I was just reading that he went to lunch with a guy called Dwight Cooper, who's a former basketball player and a coach, and he co-founded one of the leading nurse staffing companies in the world. Um, and this company that he formed, it was named one of the fastest grown companies and one of the best companies to work for in the world. And John was sitting down and having lunch with him and he was, you know, trying to find out, well, why? You know, what are the reasons why? And one of them, the reasons that, Dwight Cooper had said was the no complaining rule and this is what he said he said the rule's simple you're not allowed to complain unless you offer one or two possible solutions so it's like rather than making a complaint coming up with a solution that's like a powerful statement isn't it and it's it's something that I want to get my head around. I sit here and give you all this positivity and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to complain. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, hmm, do I complain sometimes? Yes. 
Am I going <laughs> to listen to what I'm talking about now? Yes. I think we can do this together. Can you do the no complaining rule? You go, yeah, it's easy. And then you go to say something, you you, you got to like think, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to make a statement and then come up with a solution. Here's something really easy to get started. Start complaining right now and think about it. Even if it's in your head or you're going to say it out loud, something that you love. Tell me something that you appreciate. Tell me something that makes you smile. You know, so instead of complaining about that thing, you know, what is it? Is it all that noise that's going on in the house? Because I have a lot of noise that's going on in the house. And sometimes I just can't think. I'm thinking, oh, stop the noise, stop the noise, stop the noise. And I'm trying to concentrate. But it's like, I can go to another room. I can take time out. For now, I, I need quiet. Instead of thinking to myself, I haven't got time to do this podcast. I ask for my son, Ozzy, to be taken out longer. I come up with a plan so he can go somewhere. So I've got the time to do the podcast. I'm talking about my son, Ozzy. <laughs> I was just looking over YouTube and I was looking at some of the comments on the YouTube, my YouTube channel. Um, my channel is Tanya Tate Tube, youtube.com slash Tanya Tate Tube. And I looked at it and, and some of them, like, I see some of the questions are like, I can see Ozzy's got a lot of energy. How do you cope with him? I'm thinking, really, how, how do I cope with him? So talking about my son, Ozzy, he had his occupational therapy assessment. So I've been looking for a solution to help him with his sensory issues. So he does have sensory issues, things um, where it involves him seeking, he's seeking movement, he's seeking pressure, he makes noise over unexpected noise. So I'm wanting to get him assessed. So we had him assessed, I'm just going to be waiting for the report for the assessment. So really these type of sensory processing orders do exist and I was just reading up and it's I've read that a study shown as many as 5 to 16% of school age kids are affected by differences in how they process sensory information. So I feel I have to say this because some people just don't understand unless they're educated in the area or they've experienced it themselves. You know, even for Ozzy and I'm trying to explain it to his karate teacher and he's kind of not getting it. And he's still like, yeah, you know, could be behavior, da, 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 da. But I'm thinking, okay, sometimes the behavior is caused by an issue. So what's the issue? It's a sensory issue. So even for Ozzy, it was this, it was a school photo day. Come on, Ozzy, you're going to wear a shirt. Let's, let's wear a shirt. We, we want to put you in a shirt. So instead of, you know, complaining, oh, he's not going to go in his shirt. He's not going to go in his shirt. What are we going to do? come up with a solution I'm gonna have to say <laughs> he was told if he wore his shirt for school he'd get this really good toy that he had his eye on so poor Ozzy it's like he went into school he's got the label on the shirt probably he's got the shirt feels different and I 
I went to see the teacher. I picked him up and I said, how did he get on? She said, well, that shirt, he kept calling it a jacket. He didn't like his jacket. Um, and I felt really sorry for him because it's, for us, shirts, it's different material, it's fine. But for a kid with sensory issues, what might feel like just a different type of material, to him might feel like an itchy, prickly cactus that you're wearing all day. That's the difference. So I think he did really, really well. Of course, he got his toy. And I hope he smiled. I'll be I'll be looking forward to that picture. But yeah, by putting Ozzy through his occupational therapy assessment, I'm hoping that he's going to be able to get some tools to help him. He has to go on a full tank of gas. And if it's not full, there are the issues him trying to get there. So it's trying to find the tools and the solutions and be more supportive so he can learn tools and have more self-control in how he's going to get himself to that full gas tank again. So we'll be keeping in. This is this is MILFs making money and this is mums and this is what I have to deal with. Trying to work between a very extremely lively son. And if some of you don't know what I'm talking about, please just go over to my YouTube channel. Just watch a couple of them. <laughs> you don't need to watch that that many and you'll get to see Ozzy is such a character. He's so funny and he's got a ton of energy. Sometimes I just really forget the way that my mind works. I'm looking for things I, I want. I want to make things happen. So it's like that, you know, Ozzy needs some help with his sensory. Let's find him the solution. Let's get him assessed. Rather than complain and it's working on the solution. Just say this to yourself. You say, I am stronger than I think. What do you have going on in your life right now that needs a solution? So think about that issue. You know, what is it that you are upset over or you're annoyed or maybe you're frustrated so is it really a complaint or are you just not remembering the appreciation for what you have? Ask yourself, what do you want to see happen? And how are you going to get to that outcome? What action are you going to need to take? Who do you need to talk to? Who do you need the support of? Is it some support from a friend? Raise that issue and search out or offer solutions of how you would like to see it resolved. You know, just don't waste your time complaining. Complaining doesn't solve problems. Sometimes it can attract them. You know, it's like the more you complain about the problem, the more you think, oh, this is this is happening. Da, 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 da. The more problems that you're going to have and the more you're going to infect other people. It's like a little infection, isn't it? You're infecting all those people around you with those complaining and sometimes it's I don't want to sit there you know on Twitter and you go on Twitter and people are all complaining I'm like I need to leave you behind I need to go somewhere else because you're all sitting there complaining instead of it being like a positive place where hey this is the issue and here's some of the solutions that we can come on it's like oh yeah it's a problem oh yeah isn't that terrible oh yeah and then everyone's complaining it's like don't be that person don't be an infection you want to be the cure let me ask you, I can challenge you to go 24 hours without complaining once and see how your life changes. And I want you to let me know after you do it. 
if you are able to do it. And if you think to yourself, oh, it's been 24 hours, I haven't done it. That's okay. What's the solution? Don't complain that you couldn't go 24 hours without complaining. You can start here and now. Start again. 24 hours starts now. See, just forget about that last, (laughs) all that complaining. You can just start again. I bet you can do it. I know you can do it. We're going to do it together. 24 hours of the no complaining rule. Coming up next are MILFs making money. Myself and adult industry legend and Hall of Famer Julia Ann are discussing changes in your appearance and reinventing your body. You are listening to Tanya Tay Presents MILFs Making Money. And we are talking about changing your appearance and reinventing your body. I have with me a legend in the adult industry. She's been in business since 1992. She's been a mud wrestler, feature dancer, vivid digital playground and wicked contract girl, radio personality. She's an inductee of the AVN and XRCO Hall of Fame. Welcome, Julia Ran to the Mills Making Money podcast. Hello, Julia. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm doing good. I'm so, I'm so I, I love that we were able to connect again. It's here we are. I'm so glad that you decided to be a guest on my podcast, Julia. Oh, I'm happy to be here. You're so cute. I we can see each other right now, but everyone that be listening be like, oh, we we can't see you. No, I'm sitting here in my pajamas and my big robe, and Julia, you look so cute. And you had your little doggy sitting on your yes, knee. Yes, she's adorable. So Julia, I mean, I know, I know all about you because we've been friends, you know, for for quite a while actually. I don't know. You you're probably one of the first milfs that I've worked with or been on set with since, since I started working and living in America. But Julia, let's let's talk about you. Tell us how you get started, you know, in the industry. What talk talk us through for everyone that's listening. Oh, God, when I did it, it's so I don't know, it's so different really than what people do today. Did did you start off? Did I Julia, did I read it right? You started off as a mud wrestler. Yeah. Well, it wasn't mud wrestling per se. Um, they call it that, but it was actually shaving cream wrestling, which was way better because the mud like would make you break out. They had like foam in it. Like just, it was just really nasty, but shaving cream just sort of dissipates. So even though it's a little drying when it's, when you're in it, it's really slippery and then it just sort of dissipates. So it doesn't like ruin your clothes and ruin your, like doesn't ruin anything where mud was just horrible. So actually we did shaving cream, uh, wrestling and we would, go to different spots. I dragged Janine down with me, uh, who was my best friend for a long time. And I dragged her with me and we were like 18 and 19 and 20 and 21. And so we would go to different various clubs in like Victorville and Barstow and all these places. And we would do mud wrestling or shaving cream wrestling shows. And then there was another place called Angels in Long Beach. And we used to go there and do that too. Just the sound, just the thought of seeing you and Janine 
just like in all this shaven foam. Oh, funny. <laughs> like, it's it's it sounds. It was funny, nice. and we would wrestle it's guys. Like... So the guys, the customers, would bid to wrestle us. <laughs> I think some of the guys are probably sitting there now, like, does she still <laughs> do that? Julia's no, like, but it was no, fun. I no. felt like I wouldn't do it. I'd probably hurt myself now, but back then, you know, you're invincible. Anything under 30, you're like, I'm invincible. And <laughs> you get older. It's like your body changes and you're like, no, I can't do that anymore. I'm not that strong. I'm not that flexible. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Okay, so you, you're doing your little tours and going around with Janine, doing your shaven foam wrestling. So did did is that how you kind of got started? As Did you go as a feature dancer? Did you start making the movies? Um, so Janine uh, had become a penthouse pet. And so someone asked her to do feature dancing. And she did it for a, a bit on her own. And then she was like, you know, they have duo acts. Will you come with me? And uh, so then we formed a duo act called Blondage, and we did that. We went around the country, and and we also Canada and stuff like that. And and we did this duo act called Blondage for years. And then from there, I said to her, you know, I think these girls do porn make more money when they're feature dancing. So I'm thinking I'm going to do some porn. I'm going to get into the adult industry. And she said, wow, that's super weird that you just said that. Because this director that I know from Penthouse just asked me if I would do an adult movie. And would you do it with me? And so it ended up being our first movie we did together, Andrew Blake's Hidden Obsessions. So you were just straight in there. That, that must have been like a really good experience i'd say you know if you're going to do something for the first time it's doing it with your best friend you know yeah yeah it was fun so you got started you're doing you're doing the feature dancing you've got the the started making your movie you you then went on to become i mean three the trifecta of contract girls vivid digital playground wicked it, it was quite prestigious yeah i mean it definitely hit different eras different times uh with each company digital playground was short-lived i just really wasn't into the way they plan their shoots like they they just sort of gorilla shot like and i was like i'm not into gorilla shooting like which is just like going out there and just yeah we're gonna shoot here even though the owner may not know about it like i'm just i can't so i was like i gotta go it's kind of like turning up and by the way and here we go so as well as being on some movies together we have shot some movies together and we've been on the same set yeah you you was in one scene and i was in the other scene and you've also done my makeup I mean, there's so, there's so many things that you've been doing on and around the shoots, you know? Right. Julia just makes me look fabulous, makes me feel fabulous. Um, we then went on to um, host radio shows as well. So you started on the radio show before me. And I think mm -hmm. I, I'm sure I was a guest of you. And then I'm sure that maybe once or twice, I was like the standing host on your show. It would make sense. You were a better radio host, though. I think you had a little bit more of that natural, like, dirty talk flow. And, you know, me, they'd call up and be like, hey. And I was like, like, what? What? What do you have to say? You're going to say something that's going to make, <laughs> make me think why? Why? 
<laughs> like, and you're like, oh, you dirty bastard. And I'm like, whoo! <laughs> you with that so quickly. We, we have different styles. We definitely do. You know, we, and that's why our fans love us because they love our different styles, you know? We, we both have different, you know, ways about us. And, you know, some of my fans might like, love my dirty talking and some of the fans might like the way that you're you know very this is the way it is kind of thing you know you're gonna jerk off are you gonna jerk off or what yeah yeah we're there what's happening julia's like very like solid let's let's keep moving i'm very goal oriented like i have a list and like you know and i gotta i gotta check things off i'm like all right dude you gotta, you gotta you're next okay let's, let's get this going let's get this rolling i'm goal oriented i gotta get there <laughs> But you know, the goal is normally is the satisfaction. You know, at the yeah. end, yes. the, there are so many satisfied listeners and fans that we've helped over the years. You Let's know, hope so. You don't even need to hope. We we know it. <laughs> I'm telling you now, we know it. <laughs> I've got to say, your work has been recognised. Julia, you're so funny because I said, Julia, there's not much on your Wikipedia. There's really not much there. And I was like, so how do you want to be introduced? Like, what do you want me to say? What have I missed out? And your response? I've been in the business since 1992. That was it. I hosted Naughty Amateur Home Videos for Playboy. There you go. You know, Wikipedia is weird, though. Like, they're not correct. So one time, and I don't know if it's still on there. But one time they had Julianne Penthouse Pet, blah, blah, blah. And so I went on there and I and I corrected it. I, re, I I put it submitted and I said, you know, remove this. I've never been a penthouse pet. And then like, oh, like a month later, somebody else rewrote it. And they were like, no, she's been a penthouse pet. I know. And I'm like, you know what? You son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm mean. <laughs> I know whether I've been one or not. What do you mean you know more than I do? I was so frustrated. I was like, no. Like, <laughs> somebody just is like, well, I know. And I'm like, do you? Do you now? Oh, my gosh. You, you know more than the person. That's the thing with Wikipedia, though. Like, they don't like you, the person, submitting the information. And even, like, as a publicity team, it's like, oh, you can't submit it. It, it, I'm like, well, we're the people that, you know, we know all the facts and we're representing really? the person. They don't want you to do it. They just want some random people to just update it because apparently it's not biased. But me saying that I'm not something, not taking credit for something, that I'm not. Like, sure, if I'd been a penthouse pet, I would have put penthouse pet. However, you are an, an inductee of the AVN and XRCO Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. And I know, I know you've got a ton more awards that you've got with that. I saw one for Best Actress, ABM Best Actress. For a while, there was like a toss-up between me and Lisa. At Lisa, Anna's like, Julia, then Lisa, then Julia, then Lisa, then Julia, then Lisa. I'm like, why are you just passing it back and forth to us? And I realized, oh, because at the time, I think that it was just really getting going. As more women started doing MILF stuff, I think, like, if they had to kind of branch out, which I was like, good. I think we've won it enough times. Like, thanks. You know, it's funny. I actually won makeup artist. But I was one of many. So it was, like, more like the movie one for best makeup. So anybody who did any makeup on it got it because I was on it for a very short amount of time. Actually, I'm going to give – there's one that I'm proud of. Prop 60 
when they were trying to pass Prop 60, which was an enforcement of a condom law against our industry, I uh, battled so hard to try to get everybody involved. And uh, I made so many avatars so that way we would have a social media presence that people couldn't avoid, um, including, you know, being a part of uh, walking, you know, a strike and or picketing and like, uh, just to make sure that everything was known and going on radio shows. And so they actually, rec I was recognized for that. Um, I got best campaign, I got best social media uh, or crossover for that year, whatever it was, like a recognition, like an Aspire recognition for it. But you know what? That was a big achievement. I remember that. It's like when you're fighting against Congress, it's it's like a massive like thing that's going on. And I, I remember that. I remember you campaigning tirelessly. I, I remember when that was going on. I think I just got tired just by looking at all the work that you did. I don't, it, it's weird. Like, I don't know how people do it, being an activist over and over and over and over and over. I definitely, you know, do a lot of stuff. But for me to, like, especially with animals, but for me to campaign on that level and be drained every day and emotionally upset every day like that that's something i don't do well it took so much out of me that i was like i could i don't know that i could ever fight like that again like i don't i don't know i, I felt like i left so much of myself on that on that battlefield that i just don't think i'm created in that fashion to be able to withstand that amount of negative energy uh, coming at you that you're trying to fight, you know? We find ways. If there was something that you really did need to fight for, Julia, you, I know that you would really fight for it again, even though you feel like now you're like, oh, I couldn't do that. But if there was something that that really come up that you was really passionate about, I, I, I believe that, I believe in you that you would do that fight again. I would certainly have fight. to enlist more help because I don't, like it, it was, that was rough. I mean, I told, I told people afterwards, I was like, I, I have never felt so, I mean, I was happy that it didn't pass, but I had never felt so much exhaustion and, and wear and tear. Well, you don't look exhausted or worn and torn now, so you've had <laughs> you've definitely had I some have rest. A really good doctor. <laughs> well, well, that's what we're going to be coming to soon. I I want to get there. I want to talk to you first, though. You also have you a website. Your website, Women for Women by Julia Ran. Um, this one, it wasn't like your traditional porn website right. when you started it. It was geared more towards women. So I want you to tell me, what was the idea behind the website when you started it? Well, it, it's interesting because that website, it, I started it right on the beginning of Prop 60. So the whole point of it, it was called Women by Julia Ann, and the whole point was a space for women. Not that men couldn't join, of course, but it, there were different rules. There was different guidelines for it. Men had a lot of places to go where there was sort of like a lifestyle situation where there's a little bit of everything. Like there was a little sexuality, but there was also like, hey, look, this is the finest cigar. You know, there was like a little bit of everything happening. And we 
as women didn't really have a lot of that lifestyle. Even Playboy, you know, was geared towards that. It was like, you know, here's beautiful women and here's the finest car, you know, it's, but we didn't really have a lot of that. And so I thought, well, what if we had something where it was women being, you know, sexual and beautiful and real. And then at the same time, maybe there was cooking and yoga and meditation. And so I wanted to do sort of like a one-stop place, you know, that was more of a community. And I did, and and it still exists. Uh, But again, it's one of those things, like I said, Prop 60, I feel uh, really beat me up. And one of the things that took its toll was the longevity of women by Julia Ann. Uh, I wasn't able to keep it up on the level that I wanted to. Uh, I really took a hit, um, like I said, with Prop 60. And, and it just yeah. wiped me out and I didn't have it to give anywhere else. And so I, I took the site and I rolled it into um, the Vet Nation Army, into the VNA. So it's connected to my other website, which is Julia Ann Live. Uh, so you can, you know, people can still get it. You know, the, the content's there. It hasn't gone anywhere. The website's there. People can still enjoy what we did put up. Um, there just wasn't a lot of uh, addition to it past a certain point. Yeah. You know, I think, though, the way that things have changed um, in terms of websites, you know, I've got my website, tanyatate.com, and they come to a certain point when I had to stop updating that, you know, things change, you know, you needed your rest, you needed yeah. a break after your fight for Prop 60. I had the break, I got pregnant, yeah. and I'm not going to be sitting there shooting content. We have different priorities in our life, um, but that website is still up. But moving forward... Yeah suddenly you know we've got these clip sites now that Mm -hmm. are kind of like up and running and our fans are really you know going towards the clip sites so you use only fans and loyal fans yeah the only fans is that really kicked in right and uh and yes i have a loyal fans as well you know for me it's like it's good for options people need options like if you have been on one thing on one platform and you found that it didn't work for you you know or you didn't you know you've had a bad experience with it it's nice to be able to try a different platform so for me, like the two of them, I wanted to kind of mirror them. So that way, if somebody just was like, I don't, there's like this one platform doesn't work well for me on my phone or on my computer. It's like it bogs down for me for whatever reason, whatever place I'm in. But this other one seems to work really well for me. It's easier for me to navigate. So it gives options, right? And so I like that. So is that, so you, you've got your OnlyFans and your loyal fans and you kind of run them as a parallel. Yeah. So it's just the the fans can go on and they can choose which site that they want to go on and see all your new stuff. Yes, on. yes. I like that. I've got OnlyFans. I keep meaning to get a loyal fans, but I just, it's that thing. It's called energy and time, isn't it's it, hard. Julia? It's hard. It can be difficult. You know, honestly, there's, a, I have a fan centro and, and things just kind of, you know, they end up going there at the end. And, and then I also have clips for sale, which I've had clips for sale actually for a super long time. 
So, you know, sometimes I see people go in there and, and grab some stuff. So it's just like, you know, hey, whatever works for you, whatever makes you happy. But my but the biggest presence really, I you know, on my website, I still go on almost every week and do a weekly chat with everybody still with Julianne Live, with the OnlyFans. There's a lot of sexting, I'd say more than yeah. anything. Obviously, there's there's videos and such like that and pictures and all kinds of stuff and it's probably the first place that gets most of the new content, but then loyal fans is like right there too. Like, so, yeah, you know, and, and if loyal fans picked up harder, then obviously we'd have to put more time, but right now, you know, we split up depending on the amount of time, you know, it takes to, to run it, how many people are on. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's, it's good to just, you know, have those places mm-hmm. and at least like the, the fans that are listening now will be like, yeah, we want Julia. We, we know where we're going to go. You know, um, on my Twitter, there's a, a link or on Instagram. There's, I have an all links thing and basically it has everything there. It's every link. It really has all, a, pretty much every link there is that I have. And and if it's not there, then it, it may not be real. You know? Why not you? Yeah. And that's sort of there's, why there's I so did many. it. Yeah, that's why I did it. Like, I was like, listen, like, if you want to buy toys, you know, there's a link there that you can do it through my store. So that way I get a little bit of money from it. So that way you, you can still support your person, but you don't have to buy my stuff, you know? So it's, it's you're not yeah. locked into me you can still like support me and the same thing with um i have a, a cam uh label and so if you want to go to the link you don't have to spend money on me camming you can spend money on any girl there but it still supports me because it's through me so it's yeah. nice there's all these options that people have where they can still support their person but not they're not limited to their person that's that's smart Tell them, um, Julie, what is your Twitter handle? It's the real Julie Ann. Yeah, and my Instagram is the real Julie Ann Live. Just make sure anyone that's listening, make sure you go over there, click it. You probably have to type it directly into the browser because, you know, like me, they hide you. They they hide us. They don't like us to be seen in the regular searches. <laughs> it's it's unfortunate. Yeah. Julia, I want to talk to you. I recall, you know, you went at one point when I was in the industry, um, you went from your traditional blonde look and you then you went to a brunette. So I wanted to talk about when you started switching your hair color, you know, how did it affect your work? It doesn't. I've never really had these problems. So I, I've never found that it's ever affected my work negatively. When I did brunette, then they just booked me as a brunette. When I was a blonde, they booked me as a blonde. So do you, do you think it like opened up like, you know, the way they used to do those movies and I'm sure we've been in them. The movie title was blonde, whatever it was. It was about blonde milfs, yes. you know, and we got cast in that movie and then suddenly like you're a brunette and it's like, hey, now you're in the brunette move, milf movie. Yeah. So did it, would it have, have kind of give you a few more options when it comes to some shoots? Yeah, but I don't think they booked me in like the brunette things, but I do think they made a compilation that would be like brunette Julia. <laughs> Got another movie from it. I used to be like really blonde and I can just remember 
um, I was like, okay, I don't want to be so blonde anymore. So I went to the salon and got my hair dyed. I was just like, oh, just make it darker. And I can remember literally going to set Julia and they did my hair. And I, you know, after you have your hair done, you go in the bathroom and you go and you're in the mirror and you're looking at your hair and you're looking at your makeup. Yeah. And I remember literally standing there like crying because I had this dead, dark brown hair. And I was like, I don't like it it's not me and I I it it was like heartbreaking for all of like one minute right (laughs) but it it, it's difficult for me that time to just see myself like I'm suddenly like this different person because the fans are going to see me and I I just didn't feel like I was in my own skin it was it felt different shooting with a different look yeah I liked it I liked the variety though but also, you know, I've been put in wigs. I've been put in bobs. I've been put in, like, you know, there's been a lot of things that I've been over time. So I can't say that, you know, I haven't had different looks because I was hired to have that look, you know, whatever the director wanted. So it really wasn't like, oh, well, I don't really want that. It would have been like, uh, girl, that's the look. <laughs> You're like, yeah, stick it on. I, I remember I played Sharon, Sharon Osborne one time and they stuck me some Sharon Osborne, like little brunette wig on. That's funny. <laughs> but I think because I was playing Sharon Osborne and it was like the Trump, I had to like get the Trump to like keep going. To, I, I really thought the guy was going to have a heart attack. That's funny. He was working it hard, or maybe I had him working it hard. I'm going to move on you know we're all aging like me and you milf's beautiful we're getting older but here's the thing like you're getting older you start losing all your lean muscles the muscles are starting to shrink your organs lose cells i was just like the elasticity in the skin's reducing the bone density changes it's like so many things are happening and you know there's we can help ourselves through a healthy diet and keep it active but there's also treatments and surgery that we can do to help with our anti-aging there are yeah so you know i got to a point where i was like you know i i want to have a facelift which i thought that pretty much my whole life like i was like oh i'm gonna have a facelift but i I wanted to wait. I really wanted to wait until I, I felt that it was a time where it, there was enough to do, but not so much to do that it was like that crazy obvious. So I don't mind people going, oh, clearly she got a facelift. But I don't want people going, oh, yeah, that's a facelift. Like I, <laughs> I'm okay with clearly she got a facelift, but she looked good as opposed to yeah that's a facelift all right like so it was just last year and i was like i'm i'm gonna get a facelift and so they did this thing called uh, i should say my doctor ritu chopra uh in beverly hills love him and he was like all right this is what we're gonna do you know deep plain facelift which is they don't just pull the skin they go under uh much deeper and they kind of reset a a deeper layers so that way it doesn't look like you're pulled and then they did my neck they pulled made you know because your neck tends to go and then they did my eyebrows just a little bit they just kind of pulled them up and back a little bit to open my eye a little bit instead of fillers as as we get older we'll notice from our nose to the 
top of our lip, it gets elongates. So they basically cut on your nose and then just lift it slightly and resew it. So they did that and, and a little bit on the sides and a little bit of fat transfer. Um, so they take a little bit of fat from your abdomen and they put it just like in those hollow areas, the areas where women start to get hollow. Yeah. Where we start to lose that subcutaneous fat. So they put a little bit back in and that was that. I know I knew what you looked like before and I see you afterwards. And for me, you look like you're still a beautiful woman. And I look at your face and, you know, you say, oh, she's definitely out of facelift. I mean, I know you, but you don't. I wouldn't look at you and be like, whoa, she's out of facelift. Yeah. I knew because you told me. Yeah. You know, for for all I knew, you could have just been having a load of fillers and and it doesn't look like you've had like a ton of work done on your yeah. face. And I've you know, and it, it, things it's, have... it's a fair amount of work. It really was. But it was just re, it was just kind of resetting things. It wasn't yanking and filling and it's just to reset to bring it back and up a little bit, you know, and, and I don't, I didn't really mind aging, but I did want to buy myself a little more time in front of the camera. You know, I, I yeah. so that's why I wanted, what I wanted to do is just buy myself a little more time because I, I didn't want to stop shooting. Um, even though it's for myself more than anything, I didn't want to stop, you know, I wasn't ready. And, and so it was a little bit of a do over. And then uh, just so happened that the same doctor is skilled uh, and is known for uh, his uh, breast work because he he works with a lot of people who uh, have to be reconstructed for cancer or they have breast implant illness, which isn't totally understood, but some women get a lot of autoimmune symptoms, a lot of problems when they have like that foreign object in their body. Right. And some of them have a lot of reactions and it doesn't matter whether there's silicone, I guess, in the implant or not. It's the fact that the implant itself, um, that foreign object, also the bag being silicone, just the outside bag is made out of a silicone. So that that whole thing can be a problem, even if it's filled with saline. So some women have these problems. I can't say that I was or wasn't, but it just so happened that my armpits started to hurt. I went, obviously, and had a mammogram done because I was concerned uh, that maybe there was something going on. They didn't see anything. But then I said, you know, they just really hurt. I don't, like, they feel ache. They ache inside my armpit. So she's like, well, let me, let's focus. So she sent me in for an ultrasound to focus down on the exact areas. And the results came back that it's called, like, snowstorming. And it's where the, um, where silicone has leached from the implants and in, into my lymph node in my armpit. So even though I can't really undo that unless I remove my lymph nodes, I didn't want it to perpetu- to get worse. I wasn't sure how it got there. So then we did an MRI in order to see if it had broken like if they had ruptured and they said they didn't see any obvious rupture. Like there was no like point in it where like there's a break and it's, there it is. So they didn't see that, but clearly silicone was loose somehow, Uh, which these 
implants I'd had when I was 28. That's an insane amount of time, really. Like, it's a very long time for implants. And so I went to him and I was like, I don't know what to do. Clearly, there's loose silicone. I don't want it to get worse. I don't want it to continue to gravitate. So we decided to remove them. And then I had to ask myself the question, like, am I going to get, just replace them and get new implants? Or am I going to actually become implant free for the first time since I was a teenager, which is total shell shock. You think it's like going brunette, freak you out. I mean, just the complete removal of these implants that have been like uh, almost a signature for you, like your whole adult life, right? Um, So there was a lot, like I had to really think about it, but I was like, you know, here's the thing. If I get implants again, I'm setting myself up for another breast surgery, possibly when I'm a senior citizen. I don't really want to go into the doctor when I'm 75 or 80 and be like, I need boobs or or I need to go through a surgery to undo this because it's still a lot. It's a lot on you. You know, general anesthesia alone is a lot, but it's a lot on you when you get older. And so here I am, you know, 52, and I have to decide, you know, what am I going to do? And I thought, you know, here's the thing. I'm going to take them out. If I can't handle being natural, then I will have another surgery. If I love it or I, I like it, then I never have to have another cosmetic surgery again. And so I wanted to set myself up for a win if I could have one. Because clearly if I have to go get implants and I'm setting myself up for more surgery, I wanted to try to set myself up for no more surgery. And if I decide I want to have surgery, that's on me. But I don't want to have to. Yeah. So I kind of set myself up to, to go natural. And in doing that, he said, um, technology is like, I don't even know what to say about technology nowadays. This shit's crazy. So he says, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to harvest fat from another part of your body and then put it into your chest in order to give you a little bit of your own tissue back. Because the implants have really taken up a lot of space. They've made my, the weight of them have made my skin thin, Right. So he's like, we're going to yeah. give give you a little bit more cush. So they basically lipoed my stomach and my flanks and took all that fat. And I guess uh, my right breast had a little bit more of its own tissue still, but my, my right breast had more tissue, but my left did not. So they put almost all the fat in my left and just some in my right. And I'm still healing because with that, with that a huge amount – of fat being removed from your stomach, then they're like, okay, listen, we don't want your skin to be loose, so we're going to do this skin tightening thing. I didn't realize what that was. I was just like, okay, because when I start to trust somebody, I'm like, wait, you know what they said. And really so stupid. And uh, so he's like, (laughs) I tell people he could have been like, I had to cut your leg out while you're off. And I was like, well, if you think it was the right choice. Like I just, (laughs) so I don't know. But this skin tightening thing, this J-plasma, Renova, whatever, 
holy crap, I'm pretty sure it's very fiery. Okay, it's very fiery. Like there's a lot of heat happening. But the results, and yes, I, I knew I was opening myself up to different scars. I knew that they were going to have to do a reduction in order to tighten it up. I knew they moved my nipple. Like, it's crazy, the stuff they did. The scars are still fading, minus that. They are so pretty. I can't stand it. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And I'm still waiting because it's only been two months and one week. There's healing. There's things I can't, I can't do cardio because you have to get that fat that was moved. It has to stabilize where it's at. And if you don't let it stabilize and become part of that area and you do cardio, you're likely to burn it. So then I could just lose my breasts that he did right away. So I have to wait. Lymphatic drainage massages, necessary, not fun. I know you're like, oh, I got to get a massage. You're like, oh, that's so great. No, not really. Everything in my body tells me no one should be touching my abdomen. (laughs) Everything in my mind says Uh... no one should be rubbing this, right? Because it's been violated by surgery. But it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing. And I feel like it's going to probably take me eight months to really see or nine months because once I get through that healing process, then I'll start working out. And then with the reduction in body fat and stuff like that, just from getting back on that horse, it'll be interesting to see how, if, how much of my boobs I lose, if any, then where they sit. But I can't, I cannot wait to show everybody my boobs. Like I cannot wait. I did actually, I have to admit, I texted you. I said, how are you? How are you healing? And I was like, oh, please, Julia, send me a picture of your boobs. I said, was like, are you okay? I'm like, here's a picture of my boobs. I was like, I was so happy. Like, they're just like, hey, Julia, you feeling okay? Picture of boobs. Like, that's what they got. They're like, yep, picture of boobs. I have to say, they, they really do look amazing. I was, I could see like the scars fading already. And they, they look so natural, Julia. It's just like, it, and I didn't, I guess I didn't realize the whole, fat transfer you know the way that it's adding to like the way the fullness of them it's like just amazing like the things that they can do you know technology it changes and and I love the fact that you know you've made targets you've made plans you've said you like to have goals and you like to tick the box and you know you've gone into these decisions and you've not gone into them lightly you know I was telling somebody you know and I know that not everybody's open and not everybody's comfortable. And I, and I, with, you know, expressing like the kind of stuff they have done and stuff. But here's the thing. Like, I like telling people because I feel like I'm almost like a guinea pig, right? Like, I'm probably one of the very few women in this industry that has gone through all of the milestone decades like the like you are your 20s your 30s your 40s and now i'm in my 50s right so i've kind of hit these spots and people have watched me age people have seen me grow and i'm at that point now i'm showing people you can change you can evolve you can still you don't have to be this thing it's like i'm almost testing ground right for like other 
girls they're going to come to me and be like is this was this a problem were you was it successful um you know i did did you did you have problems financially uh, did your fans turn your back on you like if these are fears and i feel like i'm sort of testing the ground for it and so i i want to be open and i want to tell them all like you know, this is my experience and yes, I'm, I'm out there. And I actually, I, I didn't ask anyone's opinion though, either, you know, like don't make that mistake. Don't go out yeah. there and be like, Hey, I'm thinking about having my boobs taken out. What do you guys think? Like, I'm sorry. You asked for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's the hardest thing. Like the fans, like they, they expect you to look a certain way and it's you know you you get older in your age and I'm like constantly fighting it on my face I look in the mirror and I see the lines under my eyes and sometimes I'm like what am I gonna do and then you realize you just have to kind of embrace it and do your best to kind of look youthful but still for me looking youthful but still looking my age that was another thing like I've never been a huge like you know people like photoshop stuff to the point where I'm like that doesn't even look like you and I'm cool with that. Like, it's great. But I've always been one that's wanted to like, all right, I can minimize it a little bit because I feel like in person, my lines don't even show like they do in that photo, right? So I like kind of tone some stuff down a little, but I won't erase things because when you meet me, when you come up and you see me like at a convention or anything like that, I want you to walk up and go, Oh my God, you look great. Nice to meet you. Oh, these are your photos. I don't want you to look at me and be like, damn, you're photogenic. (laughs) (laughs) Was this picture from the 1800s? Like, you know, I don't like, I want, I want to be represented. I want to represent myself. I'm not unhappy with the way I look. I wasn't unhappy with the way I looked before the plastic surgery but it's still it's like working out you know i can look in the mirror i could be like wow you know i look pretty good but i know i can look better like i know i can do a little bit more i know that i can tweak this a smidge and that's kind of what i wanted to do and i and i i will more than happily be the one the girls go okay what doctor did you go to because you were the guinea pig i'm like okay (laughs) I got that. So this is what we'll do. You know, like I don't mind forging that path. And I, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask. I I said, Hey, this is so exciting. I want everybody to know that I have my real boobs for the first time since I was uh, a teenager. And this is amazing. And I can't wait to show it to you. And if you have anything negative at all to say, don't speak to me. It, I don't want to hear it. Like keep it to yourself. I didn't That's have good, anybody say opinion. anything crappy. I didn't ask for your opinion. I didn't. I asked for your support and you'd be excited with me. And if you can't do that, that's cool. But you don't have to tell me about it. I've had nothing but support. I've had nothing but fans going, can we see him now? Because I made it exciting. I think I've made it, I brought them in into a happy moment. I brought them into something to share. I haven't brought them into something to to feel uh, to mourn. I brought them into something to share, and um, 
And so they're, they're excited. They're excited about the share, you know, and, and I'm, I'm happy for that. Like, you know, and I'm, I am, I'm, I love them. And yes, there are some scars. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, and they will tone down with time, but uh, they are part, they're part of my life. They're part of my experience. Um, if they don't tone down, I might put a little tattoo there, but honestly, like it's a part of my road, you know, it's a part of my path. And, uh, so it just marks another, another milestone for me. It, it marks another place in time. I love this. It's like so positive. It's like you made the choice, you went through it. You asked for the fan support. You didn't, you, you didn't tell them you needed their opinion. You just asked. Yeah. hey this is what I want I just want your support if you don't want to give it to me that's fine but I don't need to hear it so you 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 put out this is what you wanted you got that support you're excited you know for you it's like an amazing experience and it is it's like it's it's a massive change you know there probably are some women that are sitting there now saying you know I've, I really do want to like get rid of the boobs but it's it, you know the the not the boobs the implants yeah um or change the change the implants or make make changes to my body and they could have like reservations you know about it it's it's I think it's about thinking it through deciding yeah. what you want and then making it happen in the best possible way I think generally speaking though most people want to feel that they are good people most people don't want to feel like they're a bad person. Most people want to feel like a good person and they want to feel like they have something to offer. And so if you just tell them what it is that you need that they can offer you and they likely will be like, when you're like, I need your help with this. They're likely to be like, yeah, cause I'm a good person. Of course I'm going to help you. Don't kid yourself. If you go become a brunette, there's going to be a bunch of brunette fans that are like, damn, I love brunette, Julia. Because I love brunettes. Like, I loved you before. I was like, I just love brunettes. But now I'm going to buy all your brunette stuff. So you've got, I've got fans. And they're like, oh, my God, you've got natural boobs now? I actually, I love you, but I prefer natural boobs. This is exciting. Like, they're with me. Yeah. They weren't my yeah. fans only because I had these boobs. Like, they liked the, the boobs, but they also liked this. But now they actually are more excited about natural, my having natural boobs. They're like, what, what is this? This is amazing, as these should be. So yeah, there may be somebody who was like, oh, I don't like her stuff now that she doesn't have her boobs anymore. That's fine, that's cool. I got plenty of old stuff that I'm still selling. You can watch that all day. Like, it's not Let's like I don't have that for stuff. you. I have that. I, I think for, for me, it's like, I've also gone through the change, you know, with the boobs. Here's the thing, it's like, you know, guys don't realize you get older, like the the fullness disappears. I've also been pregnant, I breastfed, they stretched, the skin went thin, and it got to the point where they were like so low and so heavy, I couldn't even wear normal bras. I was literally in nursing bras for several years after I gave birth, even though I didn't need to, because they were the most comfortable. Yeah. You know, I've had my boobs redone they've put the new implant it's gone under the muscle so it's a different pocket and they really do look different they're not all like jiggling and falling all over the place and like you know a lot lower than than they originally were they've changed but at the same time I also lost 20 pounds in weight which I 
I didn't need to lose 20 pounds in weight but it it happened because um I changed my diet because I have um chronic Lyme disease going on Mm -hmm. um and the diet helped with the um, inflammation in my body it's really really helped it's taken the inflammation away you know it flares up when I get stressed it flares up at different times but dramatic differences so sometimes we make changes in our body that we weren't necessarily I wasn't expecting to lose the 20 pounds so my boobs look different than what I was expecting because the fat's not there like it was like 20 pounds of fat on like a woman it's you know I was 140 odd pounds and suddenly I'm now 120 pounds yeah and I was like that's like a massive difference It, it it's it's changes and for me I've really still had to get my head around these are my boobs these are what I've got and I'm working on building I've I've put on four or five pounds since I've been working with the diet to try and like put some more weight on yeah (laughs) and it really sometimes it's it's a big balancing act to try and you fix something so that you're happy with great I've got the new boobs suddenly it's like they they look different because I wasn't expecting to lose the weight to go with it so sometimes in our minds what we think we're gonna get and then what we get is something slightly different. So for me, I, I'm still falling back in love with the new boobs, right. you know? I'm still getting there. My healing was a lot longer. Um, I needed to have some a, re, a spot re-stitched. And it, I, my body takes longer to heal yeah. because of some of the things I've got going on. But you know what? Now I can just wear like regular bras again. And, you know, I don't have to hold them up. <laughs> they're there. <laughs> they're there. Like, struck on my, you know. It, they definitely feel, they look more aesthetically pleasant to my eye. Right. And some of the fans have gone in and I and I see them and, oh, I miss your your jiggly boobs. And I'm thinking, yeah, the ones that, were like, I felt were, like, falling down to my belly. And I, like, what you've just said there, there's my old stuff. If you don't like the new stuff... I've got tons of old stuff and yeah. there's no way that you have watched every single one of my Jiggly movies. Right. Like, there's no way. Right. So you go back and you look at the old stuff. I'll give you some old stuff and then if you want the new stuff, right. here it is. And if you're my fan, you will support me, you know, Yeah, and you don't have to let me know. Shape. You don't have to let me know because you letting me know doesn't change anything except for how I view you. Yeah. It, it it did I, you're right it did it made me change my opinion of that person and you know I, I give a lot to my fans and the fans that give to me whether it's support or you know whichever way really they're the fans that are going to get more of our attention that are going to get to know us more and that are going to have right. a better um deeper experience with us yeah so there we go. I absolutely love that you've come on and been so honest. I just let you talk. I was like, you was just, it was, it was so honest the way that you were talking about yourself, Julia. And I really, really appreciate you telling everybody and sharing your story and people will be listening. You're going to have your people that are going to be supporting you other other women or the content creators. They're going to be like, you know what? That's what I need to do. Inspired and just empowered to make the changes that they want to make yeah i want them to know that they you know that it's 
all things are doable. Julia, and I want to thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Tanya Tate presents MILFs Making Money. And tell everyone that's listening where they can find you online. Oh, you know, the easiest place to find all things is either to go to my Twitter, which is the real Julia Ann, or my Instagram, the real Julia Ann Live. And that there'll be places where you can find all my links there. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you all for joining me on Tanya Tay Presents MILFs Making Money. So this is my no complaining rule challenge. I challenge you to go 24 hours not complaining once and see how your life changes. And I want you to tell me after the end of it, at a later date, were you able to do it? If not, there's always now to start your next 24 hours of no complaining. Share your experience with me. You can tell me, you can leave me a voice note on my SpeakPipe. SpeakPipe.com slash Tanya Tate. Maybe you have a question or a future topic or some positive feedback. Anything that you want to ask me for advice on. You can do that by asking me on hashtag AskTanyaTate on Twitter at TanyaTate, Instagram at TanyaTateXO and YouTube at Tanya Tate Tube. Now I do love to listen to my voicemails. And let's listen to my favorites of this week. Hi Tanya Tate. This is Wayne Dunn from Pennsylvania. I just want to say that your podcast is inspirational. You put your heart and soul in every podcast and it brightens up my day when I listen to it and it makes me smile. Thank you. Well, Wayne Don, I absolutely love making your day and making you smile. And I have to say, I love hearing that feedback. I love knowing that because as I was listening to that then, you were making my day and you were making me smile. And I'm so glad that I can inspire you. I let the universe inspire me so I can inspire you and share the inspiration with each other. I I like that. Thank you, Wayne. Let's listen to another one of my favourites. Hi, Tanya. This is Nikki. Just to let you know, I've been listening to your podcast. It's really interesting and good fun. And it's inspiring me and motivating me to refocus and all that stuff that helps me get stuff done. So thank you so much for making it. And I'll keep listening. Bye. Oh, Nikki, that was so sweet of you. She loves listening to my podcast. It's so much fun. It inspires her. It helps her. She listens and it helps her to get things done. I mean, I'm sure that some of you must be multitasking when you're listening. Are you, do you listen to me in the car? That's a really great place, isn't it, to listen to something like this. Or maybe you're out and about, walking around, walking the dog. Maybe you're just sitting at home relaxing. But I do hope that I do help you get things done. If you want to leave me a SpeakPipe voice note, you can do so speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate. And you never know, you might be hearing yourself get replayed on a future episode. I just love all the support. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Keep it coming in. Um, if you do want to talk to me, 
more one-on-one and you do want to tell me your feedback directly or maybe you want to talk about anything else that you want to talk about you can do that with me via a phone call a video chat um, on my premium social media platforms sexpanther.com slash tanya tate or onlyfans.com slash tanya tate and we can get to chat one-on-one over there you can also follow me on Twitter at Tanya Tate, Instagram at Tanya Tate XO, and on my YouTube channel at Tanya Tate Tube. You can see all of my official links, include my premium social media on my link tree. Just search the word link tree and then my name, Tanya Tate, all one word, and it'll come up. And remember, if you don't see it on my link tree, it's not me. And if you are listening to my podcast on Apple, Amazon, Audible, and are inspired by any of the words that you hear, please be sure to leave me a written review and give me five stars. And you can also give me a five star rating on Spotify. I'll be checking and be giving shout outs in upcoming episodes. So let me take a little read right now. I have a review to read on Amazon and on Apple Podcasts. Um, This is from CT. They have written informative, conversational and useful. This podcast series by Tanya Tate is excellent, informative, conversational and useful. She brings on great guests, offering up great advice that's current now for people looking for insights and help finding an angle or edge. Highly recommend for any person looking to get clear insight into a challenging but rewarding industry. Thank you so much, CT for those encouraging words. They really are encouraging. Thank you so much. If you do want to leave me any feedback, leave me a voice note, give me some stars, you know what to do. I appreciate every single one of you that are listening to me right now. Everyone that downloads my podcast, everyone that supports me, you are very much appreciated. This is Tanya Tate. Thanks for listening to Milf's Making Money. Stop complaining. Tell yourself something you love. Tell yourself something you appreciate. Tell yourself something that makes you smile. Use your energy to make solutions. Now get out there and go build your bank.